Hey, Barrett Edelstein here, your celeb expert and your celeb savant. Celeb Savant is a weekly entertainment show. We have long-form career retrospective type interviews with celebrities, singers, actors, and industry experts. Rath Don is a South African recording artist, record producer, songwriter, model, and brand influencer. He is well known for his influential fashion sense, mind-blowing music sounds, and storytelling lyricism. He's been the face of some major fashion and advertising campaigns such as Powerhorse, Volkswagen, Pokemon, Axe, Levi's and many more. With several radio chart-topping hits under his belt, Raph has collaborated and co-written with several artists across the globe such as Ricky Rick, Cal P, Toya DeLazy, Youngster CPT, KLV, Victor Masondo and many more. Up next on Slebsavant, we've got Raph Don. Where in the world are you and how are you doing? Right now I'm in the beautiful city of Cape Town, Mother City. Let me show you the view. Now, why and where the na- where does the name Raf Don come from? My name of birth is Raphael, short yeah. for Raf. So my friends started calling me Raf the Don because of like the the movie character Don Corleone. Because that was one of my favorite movie characters, my friend. Used to call me like Rap the Dawn because they said I carry myself like a Dawn. And I remember when I was trying to find like a, a, a stage alias that I'll go by, you know, as a, like you always want to like find all the school names and stuff. And then for me, I feel like your nicknames should be given to you by people, not you giving yourself a nickname. Yeah. So I was like, yo, since people and my friends already refer me to Rap the Dawn, might just as well use the name Raptor Dawn as my stage name. But I removed the and just kept the Dawn, so Raptor Dawn. Super cool. Now, let's rewind to your journey in the entertainment world. What age did you say, cool, I want to partake in this? And how did that accumulate to where we are today? I've been in the art space, like I'll say, since like a child, childhood, uh, since I was like a child, you know, because I was old, I was heavily involved in arts, arts, um, dancing. Grew up in a house where my dad used to always like collect this cassettes of Michael mm-hmm. Jackson concerts and performances. Yeah. And I always like watch them and try imitate every single moves, every single melodies, every single style of his. So I would say I've always been part of like the art space, you know. And in terms of like music, especially the umbrella of hip pop and stuff. It came from my love for hip-hop dance because I started off as a dancer, so I used to like dance, travel around the world, compete. I even used to like tour with uh, funny enough with musicians. I used to tour with musicians all over the world as a backup dancer. But then back in the dance days, there used to be this thing called dance mixes where people would make mixes where they dance to perform to. But you know, with me, I like doing things different. What I started doing, I started adding my flavor into the mixes, like adding vocals, like the vocal element into the mixes and stuff. So my friends will listen to those mixes and be like, yo, dude, your voice, your voice actually sounds so dope. Why don't you make like actual tracks and put them out? And for me, I was like, ah, I don't think so. Cause you know, at that time, my only focus was like dance. Eventually I started spending time in studio with producers and artists and I ended up like recording. 
you know, not I'll say demos, not stuff that I'm not really serious of, like just demos and stuff. And what happened? My friend, one of my friends, took my one of my songs and put it out on that of our host. I don't know if you remember that of our host. So they put it on that of our host, and I remember the song in the first week or two, it had about like twenty thousand downloads. I was extremely shocked, and from that point, I was like, it gave me kind of like a confident booster, like yeah. oh maybe what my friends were saying, maybe they were right. You know, sometimes you don't really take opinions from your friends are serious because you never know like are they laughing or are they just saying it because they're just my friends but when i saw like twenty thousand people downloaded a song i was like oh maybe maybe there's something there when they down uh, uploaded that song into the platform without you knowing were you upset initially or you were just like okay whatever i think if i got zero downloads or one download yes i would have been upset but the mere, the mere fact I got 20,000 downloads, I was more shocked. And, you know, okay. kind of like I said, it gave me like a confident booster. Like, yo, maybe they write. You know, maybe I should listen to what they were saying. Maybe maybe the music actually is sounding good. Maybe people actually love it. So I think if, 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 if I did not get the number of downloads that I got when they showed me, I probably would have been upset why they put it out. You got the confidence. And what were the next steps? So what happened was from that confidence, I ended up starting, like I said, my personality when I do something, I like going fully in, you know? So what happened at that point, I started spending more time with the music, meaning like I had to spend more, like spending more time in studio sessions, spending more time with artists and all this kind of stuff. That's when I understood the element of songwriting. You know, at first I did not know that you can actually be a songwriter and compose and write music for other artists and stuff. I should spend time in studio, like, you know, writing and composing music for other artists. And I feel like at that time, I ended up spending more time in studio and like spending away my time away from dance. So I started spending more time in studio with my producers and artists and stuff. So you said you initially were writing for other artists. And then when was the thing that to say, okay, cool, now I'm going to write for myself? You know, it gets to a point where you hear the songs that you've been part of in terms of like the creation of the song and you start seeing the impact the music has. And like I said, for me, my favorite part about music is performing the songs. So I couldn't go perform songs that I wrote for other artists. So I was like, okay, I have to take the leap of faith and be actually in front and start recording and putting out my own music because I want to perform this music Mm. because that's... That's where the love of performing, like I said, it takes me back to my dad bringing me yeah. those cassettes of Michael Jackson. Mm. You know, performing the songs is always been the love that I had for this music. And so that's when I started deciding, actually, you know what? I'm actually going to take the leap of faith and actually take this journey as an artist and start putting my records out. So do you still write for other artists or only for yourself? I'm, I'm a songwriter by profession. I still work and write music for other artists. So when you approach a song for another artist, compared to when you're approaching a song for yourself, what is the difference? Or do you just go into the thing, okay, and you write and then you say, okay, well, this will be for me and that will be for them. So when I'm doing music for myself, I always want to be from personal experiences, right? I would try to convey the message in a very personal experience. How would I express it as rap and stuff. 
And when I'm working and I'm writing a song for other artists, I'll try understand what message or what they trying to like, what message they trying to put out there, like, you know, trying to like tap into like their state of mind and they carry something that will, a song that will go well with their personality and their character. So it's, it's a matter of knowing what the artist wants. And with me, it's more like I know what I want. I know my sound. I know my style. I know the message that I'm trying to like put out and everything with me is very intentional. So the matter of like knowing the difference because when I'm writing a record for an other artist, I'm tapping into their mind. I'm tapping into their style. I'm tapping into whatever message they're trying to put out there. So when you're writing for others, are they part of the process or you just tap into them, you create something and then you share it? So some artists, they come to studio, they already have a skeleton of what they, they trying to like work on. Mm. And then you got other artists, they open to new ideas. They open to, they just open minded. So depending on the artist, depending on what the artists want, depending what, what type of artist you work with. Now, when you're writing songs for yourself, are there other contributors or collaborators or it's by yourself? Definitely. I'll say depending on the song I'm working on, you know, like with music, I always feel like I treat music like food. There's different ingredients, right? Yes. There's different ingredients and all this kind of stuff. So I can't just put on a dish that only has dried chicken. There's no <laughs> rice. There's no, there's no veg. There's no size. There's nothing. So that's how yeah. I see it. So, con- like, when you're working with different type of people and that contribution is just, it takes, it, it gives the song a different perspective. It gives the, like, yeah. sonics are sounding very different and all yeah. this kind of stuff. So, I'm a very, because I understand the element of working with various people to create one product. So, I'm very open-minded. I'm not too caught up in, like, no, I just gotta, since it's my song, I just gotta, I'm very open-minded when it comes to that. Cool. And what do you enjoy about performing live? Yo, I'll say it's just seeing an idea that's starting here. You see it come to life and you see people's reaction in real time. You know, when you listen, you, 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 you sit at home, you look at like your, your phone, you look at like your song that's 500,000 streams or 100,000 streams. Yeah. Different between seeing the people actually singing the song or dancing to the music, like seeing it on like in real time. It just makes me extremely overwhelmed when I see that. That's my, that's why I say performing the songs is, is my favorite part about this thing. I've got a point of discussion around this. So I love being uh-huh. right up in front, dancing. I'll take my phone out for maybe one or two videos, one or two photos, and I put it away. I find uh-huh. that the people around me have got their video, phones out for a majority of the time of the show. So you mentioned, uh-huh. you mentioned about seeing the people's reactions. Do you not feel that? the phone takes away from that or it's just where society is? I don't agree with you, you know, because I feel like due to the times that we're living in, like social media era, everybody want to capture the moment. Mm. You want to capture the moment, forgetting that you're actually not in the moment. I have to say that I would love for people to, you know, focus on the moment and create an incredible atmosphere but at the same time, I understand also from what point they come from. Like they want to, this is a, a moment they want to cherish or a moment for them. They want to go back and look back and be like, oh, damn, I actually experienced this kind of stuff. So it all depends on the person or the people, you know, like at the, at, for me, the most important is like, are you, are you having a great time? Are you enjoying yourself? Are you loving the music? Are you loving the, the stage presence, the stage design? You're loving the, the, the sonics. You're loving 
the backup dancing, the the the, the band. Are you loving the the dancers? You loving the you get what I'm saying? Yeah, the experience. Yeah. As long as you're enjoying yourself, that's what matters. Okay, so what's next in your journey? What are your short term goals and then your long term goals? One thing COVID has taught us that you can make plans and <laughs> anything can come up. You know, <laughs> anything can come up. And yes, you know, as a person, you always want to have goals set. At the same time, you also got to live in the moment. And for me, right now, the main focus is just building a, a very important catalog, you know, not just putting our music in vain and just like putting music for the sake of just putting music. Because mm. Everything that I do is very intentional. Yeah. Everything that I do needs to have a purpose, needs to have a reason from the people I, collab- I collaborate with, from the way I put my music. Everything is very strategic, it's very intentional. And Right now, my main focus is just continue, continuing putting out this incredible music and building my catalog at the same time, looking forward to my debut project. Tell us a little bit more about your debut, debut project. What I can say, right? I, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna like spoil the surprise, yes. but I'm definitely, I have, I have actually two projects that's, that's done, ready, ready to go. And I just feel like the timing has to be right. The yeah. anticipation has to be right. You know, especially now we live in the time where it's like it's a play, I call it the playlist era where everybody, people listen to playlists more than they listen to albums. Yeah. You know, they listen to playlists more than they listen to EPs. You cannot have one artist, 12 songs in my playlist. You get what I'm saying? So it's, it's an era where people are, are striving off singles and all this kind of stuff. But you know, as, as, as a, as a music purist, for me, having a body of work is very important. And for me, it's just that the timing has to be perfect. The anticipation needs to yeah. be perfect. But we're definitely getting a body of work from me in 2024. That's definitely coming out 2024. In terms of like dates, I don't want to give any spoilers, but it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be definitely out in 2024. Since this, let me give you some, since this is an incredible podcast and I'm a big fan of the podcast, I'll give you a little scoop. I won't give you the date, but I'm t- top of the year. Top of the year, you're getting a project from where. So just so you know, and I'm not sure you mentioned about being a music purist and you talked about singles and playlists. I'm not sure uh-huh. if you're aware of this. Physical is making a huge comeback. Cassettes, uh, CDs, vinyls. Last year, CDs had the biggest growth in 21 years. Vinyls in the UK alone had 5.5 million sales, the biggest since 1990. And it's the younger people, it's the teenagers, and like the 20-year-olds are buying it. So just keep that in oh. mind, that people are going back to the body of work compared to just the yeah, splash yeah, yeah. of the playlist. Yeah, it's so, it's so great that you're mentioning this, because I saw with the Telesur's, Telesur's uh, recent project, where I think she sold something like 1.5 million first week, and that's like strictly on like physical. I yes. was like, oh, wow. So I feel like, you know, it's like we always live in reverse, like nothing is new under the sun. So people always like go forward and then we go back. And I love that because for me, I remember growing up collecting like, like, like I told you, my dad bringing cassettes, yeah. Michael Jackson cassette, me collecting. The first, the first CD I remember purchasing was a uh, 50 cents get rich that crying yeah. album. Yes. You know, where you, you opened it, the, 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 you opened the CD that's like, the credits, yeah. those posters, you hang those posters on your in your bedroom. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. I come from that era where you hang you hang posters of your favorite artists on like 
on your bedroom and mm. I'm, I'm i'm actually happy that times of it's, it's like it's going back into that direction you know where people can can appreciate the music because it's like i said it's art yeah, exactly. it's not just you know plug and play and then let's forget about it so i know if i had to ask you this question tomorrow next week two months two years I know your answer will be different every time because I recognize uh-huh. there are millions of them. I'm not saying your favorite, but if you had to push play okay. to five songs by other artists, once we finish this conversation, what would those five songs mm-hmm. be and by whom? Okay. Number one, Michael Jackson, Billy Jean. Number two, it has to be, I'll say, Whiskey Essence. Yep. Number three, Burner Boy, Last Last. Number four, Nelly Dilemma. That's with Kelly Rowland, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The last one I'll say, uh, anything by Skepta. Skepta. Anything by Skepta, yeah. A nice mix. I like them. I need to add some of those to my list. So the podcast (laughs) is listened to throughout the world. So as a final message, what would you like to say? I would just like to say, I appreciate platforms like this where it shines a light to to different type of creatives, especially in the continent of Africa. You know, we live in like, what, third world countries. We don't really get the same exposure or platform as like first world country artists get and stuff like that. And for a platform like this, you know, where it, where it exposes not just the artists, but our music to, to like the global market, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I don't take for granted. And I just feel like right now it's the, best time for the world today on Africa because as you can see like Africa got the source you know we used to always look abroad to get inspiration from mm. the people abroad now now times are different now they look into us to like get inspiration whether it's the rise of Afro beats the rise of Ama Piano that just shows that you know Africa right now we are on top and like I feel like people need to get excited again to discover new music because we're in an era where music is forcefully placed in people's faces and their eyes due to like social media, TikTok, you know, you end up just like losing the passion of discovering yeah. new artists, discovering new music, introducing people to new music, new artists. And I feel like that's very important. And platforms like this allows people to discover new, discover new music and Make sure if you're watching this or listening to this, check out my, 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 my music. Check out my body of, uh, check out the music I have out right now. I have a single out featuring Uno Rams, Grammy awarded artist Uno Rams called Hello. Um, I have a song, I have a, I just dropped my official music video for my hit single for the gram featuring Youngster CPT, Manuel Star. And then there's this brand new single, my brother Verb. He's an incredible artist from Nigeria. You guys check him out. Verb as V E R double B. A song called Cape Town. It's a theme song we created for the city called Cape Town, featuring myself and Youngster CPT. Just go on all streaming platforms. You can just type Wrapped On. You'll find my music on YouTube. Or you can just Google me. You'll find everything. Just Google Wrapped On, R A F space D O N, and enjoy incredible music you know like i said i'm very passionate and like i said music purist i feel like the music i create five years or ten years from now people will still be able to enjoy it yeah and there's like a 
like a, 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 a variety of like different music, you know, from like hip hop, drill music to Afro beats, Afro fusion. So I have everything. You can go and enjoy it. Yeah.